Welcome back to Meaning, where we explore how spiritual significance emerges from the life and work of Plymouth Congregational Church of Minneapolis. I'm your host, Chris Bonhoff. To introduce our guest, Tara Bauer, I need to do a little quick nerding out. If you were to click around Plymouth's website to the clergy and staff page, you'd see that Tara is listed as a covenant partner. If you're not a seminarian, you'd be excused for not knowing what that means. But it's rooted in how the United Church of Christ thinks about sending people out into the world to do ministry. Unlike some denominations, the UCC assigns ordination status through a local church body. So even for chaplains like Tara, who has served as an Air Force chaplain since her pastoral residency program at Plymouth from 2011 to 2013, a covenanted relationship with a local church is required to stay in good standing with the denomination. But the huge importance of covenant in our church and in our denomination is a topic for another day. For now, let's dive into my conversation with Tara and the meaning she finds in military chaplaincy. I grew up Catholic. I didn't do much of anything during college. And then I got invited to a Bible study. I thought it was a non-denominational church, very contemporary. I really enjoyed the Bible study. I enjoyed the relationships that I had with people. The Bible study went into a little a little bit more depth. And I really, that really ignited into me. I remember we did a Bible study afterwards and I felt like they were handing the answers to us. And I was really disappointed, very upset about the Bible study afterwards. It felt very fluffy to me. And then I just started going to this church and then I ended up in seminary and my world just expanded from seminary. I had already been in the military and that was a great experience of having left Western Wisconsin a rural farm town, experiencing the diversity that comes with just being in the military, seeing how I anticipated being treated one way by my peers, simply because I also wore a uniform and finding out that people don't always just treat you the way that you expect that they would. And at the same time, how you how you voice and stand up for yourself. And so then I think that there becomes this theme of when I entered in the seminary, about how that continues to expand it and how I understand the patriarchy in some ways. And so then that was expansion expansion to me to see the systemicness of this and the systemicness of racism became much more to light. So uh, it, seminary was really a formative time and even to understand more even within the LGBT community and equality and acceptance. And then understanding that was part of my story too. I mean, all of these things are part of my story, but then that one really became particularly part of my story as I began to recognize or realize how personal that was to me, finding, realizing that I really truly needed to find a different home. And that was with the United Church of Christ and with Plymouth. It's funny because my spouse Charlotte and I, we say that, you know, some people finding out that they're gay end up leaving the church, whereas we found a home in the church at Plymouth, having been at Bethel, being in the military at a time when it was still don't ask, don't tell, finding a space where you could experience some freedom. And that was at Plymouth Congregational Church. So, it, you know, it, we considered it just a, it was an early start to our relationship. And it was a, a foundational start just to, to continue to uh, be able to do the ministry that I felt so called to do. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and I, I think of other, other stories that have, that have surfaced in this, in this podcast series of people, you know, 
with identities rooted in the LGBTQ community and both the, the, the trauma that can result from church, church participation and church life and the deep significance of acceptance and, and hospitality to people who in the wider community do not, you know, often do not experience those yeah. things. When I think of, of military chaplaincy, I think mm -hmm. of spaces like, unlike Plymouth, I imagine it to be more interfaith and that people are, are, are I, I'm really curious about what kinds of, of things you are helping individuals and, and communities with as that kind of interfaith representative of religiosity. Yeah, it's, that's a great question, Chris, because we do find, you know, like just the Air Force is made up of many different communities as you've got different units and organizations and how they identify culturally the work that they do defines a lot of how they how they interact and behave. And then you have and so then that's much more of your kind of your interfaith, no faith, the whole the whole space of it where you you're really just meeting people where they're at with what they're experiencing and either if they've come to you for counseling, but we think of unit visitation when we go out and then it's just, you're building those relationships because when people see you, then they begin to think that they know you. And if they feel like they know you, then hopefully they'll come and talk to you or they'll pull you aside in that moment. And that you've got this touch point where they feel much more comfortable now where they were hesitant perhaps to come see you, suddenly the things that they've wanted to talk to somebody about becomes much more important that they now they see that, hey, I do have this opportunity because Chaplain Bauer showed up here. Now I can, now I feel like I have somebody I can talk to or I can go see. And it's always just kind of amazing. You know, my prayer is like, you know, God, just put me where you want me to be most of the time. Help me to not miss those opportunities to, to, you know, direct my timing type deal. You know, like, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust you for the timing of where I need to be and who I need to talk to and what, what needs to happen for this, this day, right? So I find that, you know, military service, basically all the same problems that are out there in the civilian world exist within military service. Just military service has a way of finding more the, the pressure points more quickly, I think. The work that I've done now, I think it's a lifetime of work, ways of having my worldview is shaped. And I find, I find, and having been in the military before, it, it wasn't so, such a stretch to come into the, to the Air Force. Occasionally, I'm still, I still feel a little naive to the way that the world works or how people uh, generally, what their expectations of you are or how they perceive you or, again, the way the patriarchy works and <laughs> hierarchy yeah. works, different levels of that. But I think what part of the worldview that we offer, and I kind of, just pull this collectively in terms of like the United Church of Christ or Plymouth, but just the sense of that, you know, God is willing to meet you where you're at, that God loves you as you are. I I hear a lot of people coming in counseling. They'll say, you know, like, well, maybe God's testing me. And I said, and usually that's not part of my theology is that God is actively testing us or putting the screws to us. And so sometimes we'll talk a little bit about that, like within the sense of explore as to what do they mean by that? And how, what does that how does that inform their relationship 
with God. And I may, you know, and I'll probably speak to the fact that I, I feel like God is with us through the test of life. Life does enough testing. God doesn't really have to test us. Life does enough testing, but God's with Amen. us in the test, in the test of life, the test of faith. That's what puts our sons to faith when we lose somebody we care about a lot, when we don't necessarily understand if somebody has completed suicide or taken their life or just the various things that can happen in life that we just, that just pierce us to the heart and kind of make us question, you know, the meaning, the purpose, or even the connection that we have to ourselves, to God, to others in that moment. Man, I mean, I think about grief in the context of military service. And I mean, just so, and how multifaceted that can really be. I mean, I think of, you know, the rise of the prevalence of suicide. I think of of this this country's, you know, evolving ability to care for veterans. I think of the our government's constantly evolving relationship with the rest of the world and our all of the tension there. Yeah. And then I think about this idea that God is always with us. There is no place that we can go where God is not. And just how powerful that has got to be like in this cauldron that you are in. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's, it's, and it really comes down to that sense of who do you believe God is? What is your relationship, you know, to God? And, and, you know, is that, you know, we're often told who God is growing up from whatever cultural church context uh, people have experience, not always to the positive, sometimes to the negative. If God is the pinnacle of, of the best of humanity, <laughs> within a sense, God is love, then it's like, I think we can expect that there are healthy relationships that we have. And why, why can't I have a healthy relationship with God? And so the sense is that, that when I'm speaking to somebody else, it's, is this the healthiest relationship that you have with God? Because a judgmental God is not necessarily a healthy relationship. And we don't typically want to be around the presence of judgmental people. And so just because God can test you or control you or do these different things doesn't mean that that's a healthy relationship. Doesn't mean that that's the relationship we should enter into or that God is actually doing any of those things that you're perceiving. You know, I, I much prefer my relationship with God to a judgmental God. We kind of see who God is sometimes through other people. Maybe we experience God in the expanse of nature. And at the same time, it's those relational parts that we have that typically inform really how we perceive God the most. Yeah. And so, so again, I think that comes back to the sense when they see Chaplain Bauer out in the squadron and she's willing to laugh or she's willing to ignore some of the bad language that happens hopefully with a quick wit or something like that. But it, it's just to the sense of like, we're human beings and I'm here to relate to you as a human being. I'm here to care about you. I had somebody just the other day, the individual was just happy to hear that I agreed with him that it sucked, but he just needed kind of that reinforcement of, of me saying, you know what, that sucks. Yep, you're right. Absolutely, it sucks. Sucky situation. And that just felt very freeing to him. So I think we talk about giving people permission just to be okay with what they're feeling. 
sometimes too. And I've, and I've seen this journey in, a, in another individual that I've seen probably about half a dozen times where it was really intense in the beginning. So, so much that, you know, there's like just the fleeting, the fleeting thoughts of self-harm, just pointing to the amount of stress this individual was experiencing at that time to now reaching a point where they feel like they are just starting a new life. So from, from death to life, Is there anything that you would like to communicate to the Plymouth community? I would like to say thank you. I'd like to communicate my gratitude, definitely. So again, Plymouth was a home. I think it's just also this endeavor yet beyond the pastoral residency that we're still doing ministry together. And, and I would really would like Plymouth to think that they are part of my ministry, that they are that they are actively, that as a Plymouth community, we are all actively endeavoring in ministry together. And I appreciate appreciate uh, your prayers for me uh, and for the work as I'm your representative out in the world. Mm. And I hope I represent the love of Plymouth well. Oh, that's beautiful. Amen. Tara talked about healthy and unhealthy ways of relating to God. How do you think about your relationship with God? For those listeners who are part of the Plymouth community, how do you hear Tara's invitation to think of us as doing ministry in the world together on behalf of Plymouth Church? And whether you attend Plymouth or not, do you think of any of your work in the world as ministry? Love, blessing, and gratitude to Reverend Tara Bauer as she affirms the humanity of everyone under her care. Thanks to Jimmy Hulse for our theme and to Max Brunel for additional music. And thanks for your attention and for walking your unique path. Meaning is a production of Plymouth Congregational Church of Minneapolis.